Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 11 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Lud, let me start with you. i got to ask you a question that's not even on the show prep list. Oh, God. I know it. I get it. Listen, I'm confused. And, I, and folks, I mean this honestly. I am genuinely confused. Here's what I'm working on, trying to get my head around. All of the polling shows uh, President Biden underwater. All of it. The top seven swing states, he's underwater in all of them now, both left and right polling companies. I listened to all the conspiracy talk. The polls are designed to anger the left and get them out to the polls, or it's designed to make the right think that they don't have to worry about it, so don't bother voting that day. I get all the conspiracy theories, but listen, all of these pollings from different organizations from across the political spectrum are saying roughly the same thing. And if you drive into them, if you do the deep dive on what are they asking, what's the weight, man, they're accurate. He's underwater across the board. So you got the seven swing states. I think he won in all of them in 2020. If Whoever wins three of these seven is very likely going to be the next president. But here's the pause. I believe he is underwater. And I don't, and by the way, this is not an anti-Trump statement, folks. So I got to let me preface before I say it. I don't think Trump is winning this. I think Biden is losing this. And what I mean when I say that, I think that the average independent, the person that just doesn't see a big D and votes D no matter what, the the average person that we just respectfully disagree with, they look at him and go, oh, no, 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 no. $6 for a bag of popcorn? No, no, no. But here's the part that's the riddle me, this part. Why doesn't the Democratic Party, why don't, why don't Democratic governors say, you know what, I'm sorry, you're a wonderful person, but it's time for you to go. If the backup plan is Kamala Harris, she's worse than he is. No, it's not, because that's well, why he's so underwater. So I, and I got to tell you, folks, let me, let me be candid with you. I got to remind you all, three months ago, I said on this show that they were going to take him aside and have the Richard Nixon conversation with him. The Republicans went to Richard Nixon and said, you got to go. We're not going to do this with you. I don't know why Democratic leadership and folks, I, the folks that disagree with me, the Democrats that listen, first off, thank you for listening. But I'm not trying to poke you in the eyeball. I'm honestly trying to say, what are y'all thinking? The biggest thing I've heard on this is they don't want to make him a lame duck. He is a lame duck. He's done. Well, we all know it. But he can't get stuff done. He's got a house in opposition. Somewhere on our on our show notes is to talk briefly about the fact that they just approved to do a formal impeachment well, investigation. So he's a lame duck, whether we want to put that term on it or not. He that's just a, said last week, though, he wouldn't be running if Trump wasn't. Uh, but that's nonsense. Yeah, I know. That's absolute nonsense. Listen, I don't care what's on his mind. To be candid with you, I don't think anybody actually knows What's on his mind? They put it on a note. They put it on the on the on the reader. They they whatever he's thinking is because some told somebody told him to think it. I'm I'm truly, folks. I'm looking at the Democratic Party structure, 
By the way, I'm applauding you, just so everyone knows. I'm excited about this lame thing you're doing, to use that term. He's not the nominee. No, but I don't see anybody rising in the, you know, I've been, folks, I'm just being honest with you. I've been thinking that it was going to be Moonbat from California. DeSantis destroyed him. Or Whitless from Michigan. Or Whitless destroyed herself. And Moonbat got destroyed by DeSantis. I'm looking at the Democratic Party going, come on, really? You're half of the United States, whether I like it or not. By the way, I don't. But you're half of the United States. Are you telling me that the best you've got is Biden and Kamala Harris? She's like the ultimate salad. Every time she opens her mouth, something buffoonery comes out of it. Were they so worried about RFK Jr. because he was too moderate? Because he would have been a good candidate for them. I, listen, I, don't take this wrong because I actually like the guy. I don't. I wouldn't have voted for him. There are some of the things when he get off gets off into climate and all of that. I don't agree with him on. Yeah. Their problem with him wasn't what you think. Their problem with him is whatever his speech issue is. Oh, that he sounds like he talks with a voice box. Whatever his issue is, they don't want it. They don't. They. And if you don't think that they're that shallow, oh, you don't know Democratic leadership. I'm just being candid with you. If this guy would have been a smooth talker like his father or like JFK, he they would have thrown Biden overboard, and they wouldn't care about what his view of of the. Uh, what happened to Spartacus? Spartacus blew his own political party up, his own political future up. I mean, they had 37 candidates just four years ago. Where did they all go? I, they all went, no, we can't go against the big guy. The big guy is pretty well funded from China, don't you know? <laughs> Listen, I, I part of it is kind of funny, but I honestly don't know what they're thinking. I still do absolutely strongly predict, and we can visit re revisit this when we get there, but I think the Democratic National Convention is going to make the 68 Democratic Convention look like a ha happy party. So I don't believe it's Michelle Obama. And a lot of people push her name a lot, but what's your thought on She's that? She's absolutely said no about 1883 times. Yeah, like I don't think she wants I it. Don't, I don't think she wants I it. I think they got their fame, and that's what they want to do now is use that fame. I, I, listen, I don't know what their agenda was. The guy, I don't agree with much that he did, but to stand back and say he wasn't successful would be idiotic. Well, he they're was, in the movie business. Now. He was a very, but listen, he's made himself a multi-multi-millionaire. Yeah. He had, by leftist measure, two successful terms. Yeah. He was overwhelmingly re-elected. If I'm just looking at what the man achieved, you got to stand back and go, wow, the, he did what they asked him to do. I don't like it, but he did what they, but when I look at Obama, he didn't do anything I wanted him to do, but he didn't do anything they wanted him to do. He's just, it, he's like the opposite of the Midas touch. Everything that man touches turns to poop. Can I say that? Everything the man touches goes to heck. Everything, literally, you had 47 years before you numbskulls elected him as your president. 47 years of him plagiarizing and bullface lying, getting caught over and over and over. And then you made him a president and you stand beside him like he's, I don't get the folks that still support him. Honest, I don't. Well, they support the D. Not the D. Him. It's the D. It's yeah. the D. He's not Trump. He's not Trump. And that's, that is the only thing that's causing him to still have numbers. Am I reading this wrong? No, no. And I think we've been this way for quite a while. Where it's, We're as bad on our side as they are. Yeah. 
We didn't want Romney. We voted for Romney because it wasn't Obama. We didn't want McCain. It wasn't Obama. And Miles not on yet, but in his defense, he refused to vote for Romney. But then in in my idea is you voted for Obama then. Okay. So did the 3 million evangelicals who stayed home, and that difference in margin was 1.8 million votes. One of these days we're going to have to have you and Miles have a big shootout on that point. Because he just flatly said, I would never, ever, ever vote for that. And then I can't say the rest of his sentence. So I, Beep. <laughs> I, I, listen, I didn't mean to make a whole, a whole chapter of this on that, but I genuinely don't know what the party Democrat party is thinking to not tell him it's time to go away. I think they're afraid to, because they don't have somebody lined up with a yes yet. So you got, I think that test run with DeSantis and the governor of California, whatever I can't his name is. All I know is his ex-wife is Don Jr.'s girlfriend. Um, I I think that was a test run. And when DeSantis destroyed him, they were like, uh-oh, pump the brakes. What do we got here now? So you got 331 million Americans, and roughly half of them, plus or minus 5%, are Democrat, or at least vote Democrat. And this is it. They got the best that they've got, you're telling me, is Biden and Kamala Harris. Well, if, if DeSantis destroyed him, what will Trump do if Trump becomes a nominee? If Trump's not the nominee... What will Haley do? Because those two are much stronger in debates than even DeSantis. Listen, a a vote for Biden for president, and I'm not trying to be shrill, a vote for Biden for president is absolutely a vote for Kamala Harris for president. Yes. That's what it is, because he'll never finish a second term. No. He just, he physically can't finish a second term. If somehow he makes it that far, folks, that's who you'd be electing as her, and she can't say a single sentence and not sound like a moron. Folks, we'll be right back. All right, Ludwig. Every time I do this, folks, you gotta you gotta bear with me for a minute. Every time I use that word, when we get off, we go to break, I or after the show, I get lectured by Ludwig. What's the word I can't say? Moron. I I can't call you a moron. No, because I say it, and you're like, I hey, I refuse to use that word. And then I think it's like two of the last few weeks you've said moron. That's how frustrated you've been. Well, let me let me correct myself. <laughs> she isn't a moron. But she talks moronically. Is that fair? Is that a fair? She's moment? a moron. <laughs> you just don't know how to say it. <laughs> I, listen, I, I you know, it's everything she uses word salads. Okay, I can use the the people who try to sound smart using big words and yep. walking around. That's fine. It's that there's zero substance and there's zero outcome in what she says to have any substance or explanation. Like when she talked about the yellow school bus and. Yep. There's zero substance. Here's my, here's my, and I, it's one of my dilemmas I wrestle with. I ask myself, is she that moronic? Is that acceptable? I guess. But or, borderline. or does she think that her constituency is that moronic? Both. I, and I, and folks, that I'm not trying to be funny when I say it. I'm, I'm not trying to be anything. I'm just asking the question. When, when I hear it, by the way, I've said this kind of about Trump before. Because everything that I see about his IQ says he's off the he's ultra smart. He's he's obviously successful. We can argue about how many billions he has, but think about that argument for a minute. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's only got two billion. He doesn't have three billion. I don't know the numbers, but he's obviously not a dummy. So when I hear him talk sometimes, 
I think, wow, that sounds pretty dumb. And I and I and I don't by the way, I'm not assaulting him. So all the Trumpers don't get mad at me. But sometimes you gotta understand when he's talking down, I, I get in that wrestle match and I do with her also. I don't think she's talking down though. I do think that you have to talk down to your audience, right? Do, do, I don't talk down to the <clears throat> folks on this mic. The folk folks, if you're hearing our voice, I'm not talking down to you. If you think I said something stupid, I probably did. No, 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 no. <laughs> not not talking down to them, like, yeah. like as if you're better and more but powerful. You just said you have to talk down to people. I don't. No, 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 no. no. I bring refuse. down, uh, not talk down to them, but bring down your your vocabulary. Bring down your terminology, and and I think maybe that's what you're saying with Trump. Is like he's not that he's talking down. He's bringing down his terminology using more slang or he's lesser. Talk, he's, it, he's, Doing straight talk. Yeah, because that's, that's, what, that's the that's, audience. I interpret it as straight talk. Yeah, I don't think Kamala has the ability to increase her vocabulary to a higher audience. I think so, that's what you get. So she, you're, I said moronic talk because you forced me to correct myself. But now what you're telling me is that it's not moronic talk. She's a moron. Yes, you just can't say it. I, but here, folks, we can we can banter around this thing for the, for the, endlessly, but... The, it still leads me back, and then we're going to have to move on to a different topic, but it still leads me back to what are Democratic voters thinking. And I say that, I say it again really respectfully. When you look at what you're supporting, it is not possible for him to finish another term. I am not convinced he can finish this term. That's a separate issue. But you are absolutely voting for her for president. If you go in the booth and and you click the spot there or you mail it in eight years in advance or whatever the— Latest Democratic outreaches for more votes. Fill out six of them. Fill up six. Take take your laundry basket filled with with ballots. If you're writing his name in, you're voting for her. That's just a fact. Now, I don't. And by the way, I ha, I have a big hesitation with Trump because of Trump's age. On the other hand, I'm he's way older than me, and I couldn't keep up with him. I've been saying that since he first came down the escalator. I've been absolutely stunned at the amount of physical endurance he's able to put forward at his age. I really have. I could not physically keep up with that man. The other guy guy can't get across the stage. And folks, if you think he falls a lot, you've got no idea how many times he's actually falling, and they're not announcing it on the media. They only announce that when it is absolutely unavoidable. When When it's caught, they know that Newsmax or somebody's going to blast it all over, because if if they don't have that circumstance, they're not announcing it. True story. All right, let me ask you this. Let's go in a different direction. Carnegie Mellon accused of cruel campaign of anti-Semitism, <laughs> and then add accepting millions from uh, Cotter. So this is a, from a lawsuit. I'm reading this from Fox News. Found it in a lot of different places. New lawsuit alleges that Carnegie Mellon University accepted half a billion in funding from Qatar and then are now following an anti-Semitic path because of that money. I'm not connecting the dots. I'm only sharing the fact that that lawsuit, a significant dollar reach. And I watch what the various leadership of the Ivy League universities are saying. Not all of them, but a number of them are advancing. And I'm, I, it's another thing where I don't understand. I don't understand why someone would vote for Biden, and I don't understand why somebody would send their sons and daughters to that kind of establishment, knowing that it's steeped in religious hatred. Well, one, I would not be afraid of sending my son to a school like that, 
for the education that they would receive because I know that I raised them well enough to not fall into this trap. So I don't know how many parents are in that boat. But here's my biggest issue with all this. Take away the anti-Semitism part. It's the freedom of speech part. Over the last three years, how many times has Ben Shapiro been banned from a college campus? Right. Or the one gay Republican guy, I can't remember his name, who was uh, banned for going to campuses. And then Candace Owens. And all these people were banned because they're making people uncomfortable. Right. Yet they were not there except for to answer questions and have true discussions. Yet this is where Jewish students have said they don't feel safe, physically safe. Not mentally safe. Imagine, safe. Folks, imagine going to a university in the United States of America and not feeling safe because of who you are. And America's lived through this before. Just let's be clear about this. America's been down this path. We fought a civil war over racism. We fought a civil war where the result of that, the prosecution of it, was solidly in favor of human rights to say, no, you're not going to... And by the way, the the fight didn't end with the Civil War, clearly, because the same mindset then that said they can look at a person and, and do some math to say, okay, you're only X percent of a vote. You're only X percent of a vote. You can't vote at all. We don't like your religion, so you don't have a—folks, a, a, this is not America. It just isn't. It's not a—and and by the way, to your point about First Amendment rights, first the First Amendment— is designed specifically to protect people that are saying hateful speech that I abhor, that I reject. That's what it's there for. So I'm not trying to cancel culture and shut them up. I'm not doing that. But I'm looking to parents and saying, why would you put your children in harm's way, emotional harm's way, or in the way of being physically intimidated? Miles Bauer actually agrees with you. He sent his child to Chicago University down in St. Louis. So why are you sending your kid there? That's terrible. He said the same thing. He might as well get a dose of reality, and we've given him a good foundation. Yeah, and I ha- and I know of my son that I have. He's just finished his first semester at Western Michigan. Uh, he hasn't ran into many liberal professors that are trying to indoctrinate him yet, but uh, he the campus is obviously well very well diverse and many different cultures and organ and organizations. And he said, dad, I- I'm fine. I'll be fine. I know what my beliefs are, what my standing is. And just trust me, I'll be fine. And I said, well, if you ever have a question, don't, I don't ever feel that I made you think this or feel this way. So if you're questioning it, let's discuss it. Boston mayor defends excluding white people from holiday party. Uh, Michelle Wu said the white they said the invite was sent to white city officials by mistake. That's where we're going to go to when we get back from a break. But here's my question for you folks, and I and I mean this honestly, and for you, Lud, I I don't know what's become of the left. I really don't. It's it's not like we disagree on policy issues. These are really dynamic retreats. They talk about diversity. These these things that we're seeing, both at the Ivy League university structures that we were talking about, elected government officials saying we're gonna we are going to purposely ignore, cancel huge swaths of the American public, folks, we'll be right back.
folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski, and we are broadcasting from our flagship station, WHTC Holland, Michigan, 1450 AM, 99.7 FM, right on the shores of beautiful Lake Michigan. And let me brag for a moment, I say humbly, we are carried by a number of stations all over the United States. We thank our affiliates but mostly we say to our listeners, thank you very, very much for joining us each week. If you're hearing us outside the state of Michigan, you are listening to the absolute best radio station in your community. We thank them and we thank you. Ludwig, tell me, I, we got to pick up where we left off because I, I drove us right to the wire at the end of that. But what's going on with the Democratic, the left? Now, forget the party for a minute. What's going on on the left with this with this embrace of what I consider racism, I'm sorry, to exclude groups of people. By the way, I don't care if you like those groups or not. It wouldn't matter to me whether it was white people saying we're having a party with no brown people. None of those things make sense to me in this day and age. This is 1950s stuff. This is 1940s stuff. This is Civil War era stuff. What's going on with the left, Ludwig? So what's ironic in all this is, like you've mentioned, we fought a war over this. We've had multiple constitutional amendments over this, not just one, but two civil rights amendments to to fight this and to correct these issues. It is only racism when it's not against white people is one of the statements you always hear because we're the majority. If you have power and majority of numbers, you can't be considered racist against. Then I hear the word reverse racism, which I don't get that either. But what I loved of this Michelle Wu's response was, we want to be a city that's inclusive of all whether your gender, your identity, your race, whatever it is, we are inclusive of all. Except, Except for you're white. Right. Year, a couple of years ago, the CEO of Sam's Club was a black woman. And she specifically and explicitly said on national TV, I've instructed all my managers to only hire minorities and women. So at the time, I was teaching ethics class, business ethics class, and I said, okay, class, what did she explain to them to not hire? I didn't tell them. I showed them the clip. I said, what did she say not to hire? And the overwhelming the whole class said white males. I said, but isn't that against the Civil Rights Act? Isn't that against the two constitutional acts we have? And they're like, well, yeah, because you can't discriminate on race and gender. Right. So they talk about inclusion, except for if you're white. How does that make sense? In my generation, this is where it doesn't make sense to me. My yep. generation, we were raised in the MLK Jr. days of we're all created equal. And the pendulum was supposed to go to the middle. Right. The pendulum went so far from only being white men to now if you're a white man, you're in the minority. Yeah, you're the but, one that's discriminated against. You're. But frankly, it's worse than that, in, in my view. Because if it's not just white male, that was three years ago. Now if you're white, period. Yeah. But also, also if you're not, if you're a Christian, you're a terrible person. And if you're a Jewish person, you're a terrible person. When you start looking at it that way, folks, listen, again, I don't care if your thinking is left or right. You've got you've to put your intellectual honesty hat on. This is not the foundation of a sustainable culture. No. It just isn't. And it's not me being an old white guy saying it. It's me looking at the math going, first off, I, I, the, the idea that the, we'll go to the First Amendment, by the way, that they reject openly— they meaning the left people like this woman in, in um, Boston, 
They reject the concept of freedom of speech, but it also talks about freedom of religion. I'm not a Jewish person, but the whole purpose of the United States in the first place was to escape Europe that tried to dictate what your religion would be. That's the foundation of us. And no, there's never been a time when the United States was perfect, but there has always been a time when our system of government allowed for us to continue on the path in that direction. But to say I don't like you because you speak Navajo, or to say I don't like you because you're Jew, or I don't like you because you're white, or I don't like you because of your hairdo, or I don't like you, folks, I got to tell you something. It is not a sustainable culture. And it's obvious to left or right, if they put their honest hat on, that this stuff can't stand. Tribalism does not create... It is, it is tribalism. A, an effective economy does not create self-governance. It does not create a prosperous country. It doesn't create freedom for anybody no. in it. Even the chosen few are not free when pinned in between the columns that they're building. And when I look at it and say, this is obviously not sustainable, the next question is begged which is, then why are they doing it? Because they're not stupid people. But if you get the answer to that question, Mike, this person is called a conspiracy theorist. Now, will you do me a favor and play that spot for me, Brian? Mike Hewitt here. Often the question why is the most important. Why did Senator Dick Durbin stonewall Senator Marshall Blackburn's effort to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? Durbin deflected and inevitably lied about Blackburn's direct request to him in committee. He insists he's unaware of any call to subpoena Epstein's flight logs. Senator, the committee meeting was recorded. You were directly involved in denying her request. Now Rep. Burchette joins Blackburn in her demand to subpoena the records. Make them public for all to see. Remember when Democrats used to call for transparency? There's that question again. Why? Why do Democrats not want those flight logs subpoenaed, made public? Why fear some old dusty Epstein flight logs? Why did Senator Dick Durbin lie when the truth is painfully obvious in a matter of congressional record? Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. Folks, Folks, the reason I, I asked Brian to play that at this juncture of the show is <laughs> if, if you're on social media, Facebook or wherever you're at, one of the things you'll probably see periodically is a, a lawyer's group that are trying to enlist folks to talk about Catholic priests or anybody in the in the Catholic faith that has been a, 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 um, a, a rapist or a child molester. And by the way, if those folks are guilty, I want them found, charged, and if they're found guilty in a court of law after they've had their due process, put them in jail, mm -hmm. just to make that part perfectly clear. What, what, I, what I find fascinating about the sadly fascinating, let me offer, is <laughs> it, it's, like the, it's, it's no different than your point earlier, Lud, about the left talking about equality but then, but then eliminating large segments that they don't like, and, and somehow that's equal. So they want to go after the Catholic faith. They've rejected Judaism, uh, but they don't want the Epstein records to be talked about where we know, we know that underage women were prostituted there. We know that. There's not a question about did it happen. It absolutely happened, and they don't want the records out. 
I go, wait a minute. So it's it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's not acceptable if a Catholic priest 40 years ago did something wrong. But it's okay if they flew there with Bill Clinton on Epstein's airplane. Folks, how do you get this to add up in your head, honest? I don't know how you can s- separate and segregate all of these different yeses and nos. I, Ludwig, you're the educated guy in the room. Help me. I genuinely don't understand how they can attack the Catholic faith but protect the Epstein list. How do they do that? Well, the Catholic faith doesn't have a bunch of uh, celebrities and high-profile people, and the Epstein list, we know, we know. There's not even assumptions. We know. Right. Has high-profile people like Bill Gates and Bill Clinton on that list. So you're saying middle-class Catholic people probably were not on that airplane. Yes, not. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Folks, I, I honestly, when I'm trying to add up all of these things, I don't get it. I don't. If Donald Trump was on that list, would those logs be Oh, released? my goodness gracious. Because there was an assumption, and they were about to release him, and then they found out there wasn't. Yeah. Oh, he's not on her. What are we going to do now? I saw a UFC fighter come out with a T-shirt. Yeah. Trump was indicted faster than anybody on Epstein's logs. I just, folks, I'm just trying to work my head through these things. I genuinely don't know how the New York Times... And leftists in total can s- separate all of these things when they're all, if they're guilty, they're all guilty. Stay with us, we'll be right back. I'm reading. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm reading another uh, article titled. This is from ZeroEdge.com. Inflation in real life much worse than in government fantasy world. Prices are not falling. They're just going up slower than they were six months ago. And I, I mentioned in passing early in the show about six dollar bags of popcorn, folks. <laughs> I, I don't listen. If you're like me, I'm a middle class guy. I'm out with my wife. We're doing weekly shopping. We're running to the store to get this or that. I am constantly flabbergasted when I reach for an item at the supermarket. I'm not poking shots at the supermarket. I'm not distributors. I'm not doing any of that. I am so glad that I'm old. I cannot imagine being 25 or 30 with a young family with $6 bags of popcorn, et cetera. And you've got a whole... No, you're not a young guy anymore. I'm sorry, but you got a bunch of kids. What do you got? Six kids in your six. house? Yeah. Uh, folks, I, I got to tell you something. When they're saying the inflations, that they have mysteriously, miraculously dipped gas prices. And it's curious that gas prices started to fall at the same time Biden's polling numbers fell in the toilet. I found that to be a separate oddity. But when I, when I listen to the reports about how... Uh, the inflation is cooling off. Folks, it is not. It is absolutely mathematically not cooling off. Just like the article says, it's not rising at the rampant rate it was, but it's still going up at a far greater than normal average. And folks are suffering from it. And the irony to that, by the way, is the folks that are suffering the most, economically suffering the most, 
are the exact people the Democrats say that they're there to help. We're going to help you with $6 bag of popcorn. Good for you. It doesn't bother them. It doesn't bother them any more than what I was ranting about earlier, how they will defend the Epstein folks and attack the clergy from 40 and 50 years ago, but not up to, yeah, folks. So defend Biden on the fact that gas is $1.70 lower than it was during Putin's gas hike. And you're like, yeah, well, guess what? It's $1.70 higher during Trump's economy. Yeah, it's double, what it, it's double, still double, and we're all excited because it fell 40 cents. And it's still better than double it was when that moron took Ooh, office. You get an election afterwards. I, listen, See I, my office. I, I, I got to tell you, in truth, intellectually, I feel bad for him. I do. Just let me just say that because I, I, I'm not attacking him personally. I feel bad that his wife and that the Democratic leadership put that man out there with the sole goal of beating Trump. I, I don't think it was a credit to, to Joe Biden. I, I think it's hurt him. I just think, wow, you guys want it that bad that this is your answer to put that guy out there when he's obviously not in a pro- I, I Wow. Listen, prices are not going down. So you can say inflation is settled. You got Janet Yellen out there all like, oh, yeah, look at inflation's finally under control of the Fed. Oh, inflation's finally under control. No, 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 no. Just because prices aren't, aren't rising doesn't mean it's under control. Prices today are still double and more what they were a year ago. What is CPI? Three years ago. What is Consumer CPI? price index. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Nope. But you're the economist in the family. And, and so the, the, the article goes on to say, and those, prices increase, and those price increases are cumulative. Since January 22, prices have risen 97 based on the CPI, and the CPI is designed to understate rising prices. And when I say designed, that's not my words, but when they say designed to understate, it's because they don't have things like housing, energy, and health costs in those numbers. Or food. Or food. So those things that have soared the most are not even included in the numbers. If you told us that we had a, a 2 to 3% inflation rate, I'd say the economy must be humming along pretty good. If you say that the CPI says it's three times high that, higher than that, I'd say it's probably more like 15 times higher than that number that would normally be pointed at and say that modest increase is because the economy is revving. Now, again, you're, you teach economics. Am I, am I all wet on this? No, you're, you're, you're good on that. So the natural rate, the natural rate of inflation should be two percent. That's the target goal of the Fed, and that's what we see um, on normal rate increases of Social Security and other stable salaries. Right, your your annual increase is normally two percent to keep up with the rate of inflation. And that's good. That's that's good growth. When we see higher inflation, it's multiple multiple reasons. Whether there's more money in the market because of natural wage increases, like we saw during Trump's era, we did see prices going up. But because more money was naturally occurring. Wages were increasing naturally. But think about this, Mike. Just just three years ago, we were on the, the fight for 15, right? Remember that? The fight for $15 minimum wage. Right. We don't have a federal law or state law of $15. But right now, like the starting wage at a Taco Bell McDonald's or something like that, even a smaller town like Holland, is 15 bucks. Right. It's, and it's, what has it done to the, weight, the, the cost of food at those places? What it's done is a person going to any of those fast food joints that wants a typical meal plan on spending a minimum of 13 but probably north of $15 yep. 
very fast food meal. So it's exactly what we said would happen if minimum it, wage went to that. So they're going to work for an hour to get a, a meal. So they don't have more money in their pocket. They got they got less because everything rose with it. But yep. yes. And that's exactly what's been, I guess, good about this yep. experiment is because it did come into law as a federal law or a state law that when this all starts to deflate, those wages will come down. And I don't think we'll see that fight for 15 again. For a little while. Oh, we do. Where I disagree with you on that. A little while. Not forever. Just a little while. But where I disagree with you, and I am 62. Another month, I'll be 63. I can't tell you how many times Miles and I, over the last 40-some years, have been engaged in the debate over the rising um, base base income rate, minimum wage. Because this is the same thing. Very cyclic. They pick up this flag about every five years. If you get on the internet, folks, you can go back and look. Again, Miles and I owned a restaurant in the mid-80s. We were right in the back, and in Michigan at least, back then, that's when the Michigan Democratic legislators started taxing tips. And I thought, wow, I can tell you the conversation at the time. I said, you guys are going to be there at Christmas when Grandma writes folks $25 checks to get your share, Mr. and Mrs. Government Lover? Because that's what it's about. But listen, every five years like clockwork, they run around and scream and beat on their chest about higher minimum wages and inflation drives every single time. Not once in a while, every single time. And then you ask, by the way, on that same note, why is everybody always excited about unions? And the reason is, is because at least in Michigan, most of the Rust Belt states, wages are actually pinned to union wages. They don't follow directly, but you can put them all on a, like an old Excel sheet and find the graph go exactly every single time. When it does it, everything becomes less affordable. Yeah, because the, there's, there's a finite number of dollars. I mean, I know although we believe there's not, we can continue to print. There is a finite number. So eventually <laughs> your value just becomes less, which means your purchasing power becomes less. I want to spend the last minute on a different topic. Uh, this is... This is from AmericanWireNews.com. Their title, Propaganda Alert. New Civil War movie set to come out as Trump, uh, the sequel, looms. What do you know about the movie, The Civil War? Um, I was wrong on who produced it, but what I do know about it is I'm going to see it. I yep. want to see it. Yep. Uh, and I'm what I do feel about movies in the entertainment industry and this I remember uh, a certain radio uh, person I talked about this years ago is that they prepare us for what's going to happen. They think this is coming. When I read this, folks, and I'm not an alarmist, keeping in mind, by the way, I've written a book on this topic. So it it grabbed my attention when I saw it. Um, uh, The trailer for a new film titled The Civil War and starring Kirsten Dunst uh, just dropped. And according according to Variety, the movie is set in the near future and revolves around the U.S. amid a second civil war, a civil war. And what they're going to do with that, by the way, is they're going to make the Trump supporters look like the catalyst that caused that civil war. And it very much is propaganda driven. I don't have a clue who produced it. Don't know who wrote it. But I've sat and read all of the finds that they've got a message wrapped around it. And I think, holy smokes, these folks actually want that. Last week's 60 second spot, I think. It was me looking at one at, at the, the 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 Department of of uh, Defense 
talking about all the right-wing extremists, entirely pretending there were no left-wing extremism. Well, entirely. I was, um, I was flabbergasted by the, by the focus that they brought. And that's what this movie uh, seems to be pinned to. Well, there's a new show that the Obamas produced on Netflix, and that apparently has a lot of um, intervention by President Obama with how things should go. Uh, and it's called um, the Lead the World Behind, and it's about a power grid going down. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, buy an electric car. Folks, do me a favor. Please, please, please be safe, and we will talk to you next week.